Ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's the other guy on The Other Podcast, John Hogue here. And live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia, how are you doing today, Diana? It's me. Diana? Uh-oh. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, I'm it good. is. Your- I'm good. Am yeah. I not here? No, you're here. You're here. No, Hello? actually, you're there. We're here, but we're all uh, connected okay. through the weirdness of the internet. Yes, and uh, okay. folks, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hogwash.com. And you can find Stacy's blogging at theothermccain.com mostly, but at other fine spots around the interwebs as well. And Diana blogs at Daily Advancement. I do you? indeed. And uh, we will get to that in a bit. I hope so. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, how are how how are uh, is everything down in uh, lovely Valdosta, Georgia? Uh, well, we had a guy who kept uh, stalking somebody he'd kidnapped and broken broke and kept breaking into her house, and um, they finally got him and arrested him and bore him off to the Lowndes County Jail. Well, yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when the bad guys go to prison. I, I'm, I'm sitting here and uh, waiting to uh, find out the uh, final score of the Alabama-Auburn <laughs> game. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I'll just point out that the odds makers were uh, giving Tennessee a 99.9% uh, chance of beating Vanderbilt. And so far, they're pretty close. There's... Uh, a little around 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and it's 17 to 45. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so sorry. Stacy, on the other hand, almost had a coronary event. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, 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 still, I'm still waiting to see what happens here. Uh, they have not updated my college football uh, scoreboard, the only score I actually care about, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, let me uh, let me run down some of the other scores while we're waiting for the uh, uh, final in the Alabama game. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I would say I was uh, uh, biting my fingernails, but after the first half, I didn't have any fingernails left. left. Okay, so let's <laughs> see here. Uh, let's see. Earlier today, number fifteen, Arizona. Defeated Arizona State 59-23. Liberty University, ranked number 25, defeated University of Texas El Paso. 
And in the Big Ten, uh, the big game from the Big Ten, number it was a slight upset, uh, two undefeated teams. Uh, Third-ranked Michigan beat Ohio State 30-24. to 24. Meanwhile, in the more important game, uh, <laughs> Uh, Ken Seals just threw a pass into the Tennessee end zone, so it's 23 to 45 at the moment. Yes, yes. And, and that's all, almost heartening. All, all seven <laughs> of the uh, Vanderbilt fans on the internet are excited about this. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, number 10, Louisville got upset. Uh, by unranked Kentucky. Kentucky came in the game seven and five. Louisville was 10 and two, but it was Kentucky 38, Louisville 31 in the final there. Uh, LSU ranked number 14, defeated Texas A&M 42 to 30. Uh, earlier this week, uh, let's see, on Thursday, uh, number 12, Ole Miss defeated Mississippi State 17 to 7. Oregon ranked number six, uh, defeated Oregon State 31 to 7. Texas romped over Texas Tech 57 to 7. Uh, earlier, uh, and this was a thriller, man, uh, for a while, but uh, Missouri defeated Arkansas 48 to 14. Uh, Penn State shut out Michigan State 42 to nothing. Oklahoma. Uh, defeated TCU 69-45. That's a basketball score, man. No, no, that's football. Anyways, uh, Iowa uh, beat Nebraska 13-10, and Tulane, ranked number 23, defeated uh, University of Texas San Antonio 29-16. Now I come up and I wait. There's a final score in Alabama-Auburn now. Yes, yes, it's – yes, Alabama – the Crimson Tide ranked number eight. Uh, defeat uh, the uh, that team from uh, over there near somewhere near Opelika. Uh, yes, <laughs> Alabama has defeated Auburn twenty-seven to twenty-four, and, and that Vanderbilt was, got their extra points, so it's twenty-four to forty-five now. Yes, and uh, Oklahoma State leads uh, Brigham Young. Uh, 27 24 uh, with seconds to go. And out in, um, out on the West Coast, uh, Washington, ranked number four and undefeated, uh, is uh, leading Washington State by a touchdown, uh, 21 to 14, but Washington State is driving. So uh, uh, keep an eye on that game. It'll have ramifications for the national championship picture. Uh, kicking off uh, soon, Florida State and Florida, then Georgia, Georgia Tech, Clemson, South Carolina, Iowa State, Kansas State, and North Carolina and North Carolina State. So there is your football scoreboard roll tie. And it's the holiday weekend, so it was all the great rivalries. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? Mine? Uh, what did y'all do? I didn't do a damn thing. Okay, well, well I had, I'm going to talk about that and when we get into the tangled up holidays things. But how about you, you Diana? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, we had steak and salad and Rod made Bernays. And by the way, um, 
Rod's Bernays sauce should probably be banned by international treaty. It's that good. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, he, did, he did an excellent job with the barbecue when we visited. Yeah, Rod is a heck of a cook. He really is. Mm. Yeah, well. It's wonderful. And we well, had a bottle of Justin. Um, uh, the thing is that Justin isn't, if you've got access to, if you like red wine and you like Cabernet Sauvignon and you have access to it, Justin is still a bargain at about $20 the bottle. Just do yourself a favor. And if you can find a bottle of their isosceles, get it. Save I it for a really special occasion. What I really miss uh, from one of the things I really miss from California is uh, the um, reds, uh, Australian reds. They used to have at Trader Joe's for two ninety nine. The same bottle, uh, the same bottle is about thirty bucks here in Maryland. <laughs> well, sadly, I tell you what, sadly. the best the best wine I've had in a long time was a Virginia Merlot. You know, is that I keep, the cat. Is that the cat scratching your microphone? No, again? that is that is my dog scraping at the carpet, trying to figure out where he's going to lie down. My dog has neuro issues because of a tumor, and he gets weird. And well, there's okay. nothing I can do about it. Well, he'll just have to uh, find himself a good, nice spot, and we'll listen. He did. He so did. Good. I'm very sorry. Yeah, but, but I didn't I, realize I, my I, mic was picking that up. Well, it does sometimes, and life's a, well. I mean, you know, sometimes it picks up traffic out on the street. That's one of the nice things about the secret Mike's. location here, uh, that uh, or undisclosed location, I guess is the proper term. That is that there's not a lot of street traffic. We just have a dog to bark. Uh, yeah, well, you've got Ginger now, and just right. just Ginger rather than Marley, who who truly believed in letting the entire world know his opinions <laughs> of things. Yes, yes uh -huh. well, of course. Uh, uh, apparently, he haunts the place at Christmas time, though. That's well, of course, he's Marley's ghost, and he's yeah. not a bit of bad potato either. Yeah. In any case, uh, I'd had a post called "Tangled Up Holidays," and my life has been tangled up in holidays from day one because I was born five minutes to midnight on New Year's Eve, okay, which is very good for tax, your tax deductions. But um, <laughs> my major intersection, though, with uh, holidays and my life uh, is, is Thanksgiving because mm -hmm. when Connie and I were planning our wedding, uh, we uh, realized we're going to get married in uh, central Indiana, and if we do it too late in the year, the travel and the roads and that sort of stuff could be bad. So we figured, when's a holiday weekend when people will be able to travel and get there because folks are coming from, from some extended distances. And we settled on the 24th of November, which was the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend in 1979. So every few years with a anniversary on the 24th of November, we would have our anniversary on Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. And and then um, every once in a while, though, it would come around on Saturday again. Mm. And after we moved to Maryland, the Saturday after Thanksgiving is opening day of deer season. <laughs> no, the, and our first, our first, our first anniversary here in Maryland uh, fell on a Saturday. And Connie uh, said, uh, "Go get me a, a deer to cook uh, for Christmas, uh, you know, venison, <laughs> venison for Christmas." And uh, and. I uh, like uh, that. Well, in 2012, she said, take me hunting with you. Okay. Good so, for her. 
Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, guys, how many of you have ever had your wife ask you to take her deer hunting for your anniversary? I mean, well, I, if, if, if my birthday were, if my, our anniversary weren't in August, I'd probably <laughs> ask Rod, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, so Thanksgiving has, and, and Thanksgiving weekend's really been tangled up with this. And once again, in mm -hmm. 2016, Thanksgiving, uh, day was our 37th anniversary. It was also the day Connie died of cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's Thanksgiving's a very mixed day for me, yeah. but I'm so thankful for those wonderful 37 years of being married uh, in a loving marriage to such a wonderful lady. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have, I have been so blessed anyway. Mm -hmm. Stacy, uh, you wrote more about Thanksgiving in a general sense this week. Yes, uh, Thanksgiving and the meaning of America, and uh, in which I began by saying how thankful I am for gluten. Okay. <laughs> you, you probably have never given two seconds thought to gluten, but um, I, uh, my daughter. My oldest daughter uh, is on a gluten-free diet, and so mm -hmm. um, uh, when she was coming, she came home for the holiday, and my wife uh, got a loaf of gluten-free bread, and I <laughs> accidentally made a sandwich with it, and I was like, oh my God, I love gluten. I never <laughs> knew how much I love gluten. <laughs> gluten, is, gluten is good. Yes, and it's usually in the right. It's usually in pasta, which is mm -hmm. a good thing. Uh, but you can screw. You know, up here in uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, this area, mac and cheese is a big side dish for for mm -hmm. for uh, Christmas and and for here New too. Year's and for Thanksgiving. It's mm -hmm. just a big holiday side dish, and I don't want to have to tell you about vegan mac and cheese no no do not tell me about vegan mac and cheese you know um my assistant uh had to go gluten-free back in san francisco and by the way considering what happened whenever she would have gluten after she discovered her gluten allergy we are happy that she went gluten-free it really did improve her health and happiness but i am here to tell you that Anything called, that is described as vegan, that is not a green goddess salad, um, you need to grab a shotgun and tell whoever has, 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 is trying to make you eat that to step away slowly. <laughs> well, speaking of armed violence. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, the story of the first Thanksgiving in Plymouth uh, Massachusetts is something that we're all familiar with, how mm -hmm. the surviving English colonists had their first harvest of corn and invited a group of Wampanoag Indians, can we still call them that, uh, to join them in a three-day feast to celebrate this success. Fewer mm -hmm. are aware that the colonists in Virginia had celebrated Thanksgiving even earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for that matter, uh, the claim to the first Thanksgiving and what is today the United States actually belongs to St. Augustine, Florida in mm -hmm. 1565. <laughs> so basically 40 years before 
Um, uh, the first English settlement at Jamestown, permanent uh, English settlement at, at Jamestown, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Spanish uh, celebrated Thanksgiving at St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and, and what most people I think today don't understand is how uh, perilous uh, the early colonies were. Uh, for example, uh, at, at um, Jamestown, uh, the winter of 1609 uh, through 1610, that winter, uh, is known as the starving time uh, when uh, roughly uh, three-quarters of mm-hmm. the uh, settlers, uh, there were about 240 of them, uh, shut up in a fort surrounded by hostile Powhatan Indians. Can we still call them that? Well, anyways, but uh, uh, three-quarters of them didn't survive that winter. There were 60 out of 240 who made it through um, uh, that uh, that winter in Jamestown. And so... So they had a lot to to thank God for, uh, mm-hmm. merely to survive. And so the uh, the the uh, charter of uh, the uh, Berkeley uh, colony, uh, the Berkeley colony, uh, declared that uh, on on the day of the ship's arrival at the place assigned for plantation in the land of Virginia, shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to almighty God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, so a lot of people have no idea why uh, Thanksgiving is so important. A lot of people, as you, another point you had, another people had no idea of what life was like 400 years ago. Oh, no, no, they don't imagine. Um, you want to learn what it's really like? Uh, be given, take a lesson in taking a great big skein of wool, the, the shearing of a, of a sheep, and turning it into cloth. <laughs> or, or, or uh, you know, try, try to do that uh, uh, with, uh, with no power except human power. Right. Try, try to do that. Uh, tr- try to raise. You have to, you have to find the wood to heat the water to do the wash and then the fulling. Well, and, and or or for that matter, you know, assuming that you don't eat the the sheep, that you uh, are, are, are or you're, you're you better actually, not. Sheep well, are very useful and oh, only okay eating. Well, but the, here's the thing. Okay, but you're, so now you're going to grow corn. Mm-hmm. Try growing corn uh, with no electricity, no oh. no no gasoline power. No mm-hmm. steam power, nothing but animal power. Do you know? And how your to- own dear little fingers to pick the bloody worms off because the worms are the most annoying, filthy, disgusting things you will ever see in your life. And oh, by the way, try keeping the uh, sheep alive from the wolves. So oh. uh, you've got no idea what you know what life was like, and ninety percent of the population was still rural, living that life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 400 years ago. Yes, and and well, you know, city life was actually in in many ways more perilous because of the threat of contagious disease. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, just on a, a complete aside here, 
just something that uh, uh, has nothing to do with what I wrote here. Uh, I <laughs> happened to look up, I, you, you know, I told you before that my, I go by my middle name. My name is Robert Stacy McCain, but everyone knows me as Stacy. And well, how did you get that name? Well, it was my pediatrician's name, Dr. Stacy Burnett. Mm-hmm. Okay. He uh, uh, was one of the leading uh, pediatricians uh, in uh, our part of uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just wanted to look him up. And, and so I Googled, I found his wife's obituary. Mm-hmm. His wife administered the first dose of penicillin given at uh, Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta in 1945. Penicillin. Before before 1945, there were mm-hmm. no antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah, penicillin, penicillin was one of the uh, secret Wonder weapons, drugs. Is one of the back, secret weapons of the Allied side. It, right. Things. Back in the 20s, late 20s, early 30s, when the sulfa drugs came in, Mm-hmm. Um, read, read, uh, what's his name? The guy who did all creatures, great and small. Yeah. Um, his, his stories about when they got the sulfa drugs and things that had killed animals and children right, left and center and farmers, because of course, farming life is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, you'd chuck in the sulfa drugs and the infections rolled over and died. It yeah. was amazing. Yes. Well, anyways, I I talked about uh, uh, there is so much about our history uh, Mm -hmm. that people don't know uh, and that are explicitly, I think, now omitted from from education. They are. are, We're going to get to that and and how uh, our kids are being shortchanged. But, you know, so as we move from one topic to another, I'll just quote <laughs> Pinky here. Uh, I think so, Brain, but as one door closes, another door opens, and this evening it's likely to be on the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but part of, part of what Speaking we're talking about. Speaking of. But, 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 no, but part of uh, what's going on here culture-wide is uh, people don't know what really happened they don't know what's really happening. Mm-hmm. There's a problem between what people are being told and what the truth is. Yes, yeah, so I had a post uh, called, but is it actual truth? Well, that's pretty getting pretty close to a pilot's question. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what is truth? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it, Well, you know, that could be parsed. If you read this, the sentence in Greek in the uh, scriptures, it could also be uh, he could be asking what is truth in a general sense, or he could be asking Jesus, what's the truth of this situation? But the point mm-hmm. is, is that it what, was an ambiguous question. Well, not only that in the Greek, I mean, Greek, Greek and Latin don't have the same syntactical structures. structures. No, they do not. So anyway, but the, the point is, is that what is true? I mean, and can, what can you believe it? Yes. I, uh, uh oh, last weekend, uh, there were a lot of headlines about Elon Musk yeah. endorsing or promoting an he didn't a, a quote unquote anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Let me read you these headlines: New York Times: Advertisers flee X. 
as outcry over Musk's endorsement of anti-Semitic post grows. Anti-Semitism was rising online. Then Elon Musk's X supercharged it. That's the headline in the Washington Post on a story. And you'll never guess whose byline uh, shows up on that story. Taylor, Taylor Lorenz? Lorenz, yes. And in USA Today, Ron DeSantis refuses to condemn Elon Musk's endorsement of anti-Semitic conspiracy Wow, wow. Conclusions, you know, conclusions based on facts, not in evidence. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, he was on uh, CNN, mm-hmm. uh, Ron Hold DeSantis it. was. Oh, no, you said it. I'm going to have to hit the button. no. God, that is awful. There's a uh, slight delay between the. Uh, oh, I'm the, sorry. The, the 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 audio there, but that's that's okay. Well, anyways, but the uh, the other really problem, awful, you know, <laughs> is that these news reports do not include the full context, so that mm-hmm. readers can evaluate these accusations for themselves. Now, what had happened was, is that a uh, Jewish conservative guy named uh, Charles, Charles Weber uh, posted a um, uh, uh, posted a message on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. I, I have trouble calling it X anyways, but Weber's comment was to the cowards hiding behind the anonymity of the internet and posting quote unquote, Hitler was right. You got something you want to say, why don't you say it to our faces? Okay. Okay. So that's what Weber wrote. And uh, reacting to this, uh, another account said, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested, that's the wrong word, in giving the tiniest shit now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want truth said to your face, there it is. Now, uh, judging from the numerous uh, typos and style errors uh, in that um, in that post, I, I take it that uh, this was done hastily, and I, I have no idea what it was. But uh, Elon Musk's to this was, you have said the actual truth. Well, what d- did Elon Musk mean by that? And for that matter, what Ask was this what was this person saying in reply to Charles Weber? And um, 
and so, and so there's a lot of room for interpretation. And, and, and the thing is, is that people like uh, our friend Taylor uh, mm. just have to, uh, must have much greater insight than I have because I have no idea what Musk meant. I was nope. not inside his head. Uh, and, you know, there's one thing you can do in situations like that. He goes, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And did anybody yeah. say, what Ask. do you mean by that? Oh, hell yeah. no. Well, anyways, if, if I, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at this and parsing it out. And I think mm -hmm. uh, the message was, is that mass immigration is bad for Jews, and therefore Jews should stop supporting mass immigration. I think that's True. what the message was. Well, okay. Uh, and or, if that's the message, well, certainly it's not anti-Semitic to say, hey, this is bad and you have been supporting it. Now, yeah. the question is, when you say Jewish community, so well, <clears throat> what do you mean by that? I mean, I live in a, a, a state that is controlled by Democrats. Do I endorse what my own government, as it were, is mm. doing? No, no, I do not. I oppose it. But, uh, you know, they don't uh, consult my opinion on this. So so this idea of collective guilt, okay, that's, that's part of the problem involved here. But insofar as this tweet was a criticism of mass immigration, <laughs> and those who support it, including, uh, and it, I could cite it for you, many Jewish organizations do, mm -hmm. um, then this open border, criticism of open borders and saying, hey, these people are not your friends, that's not anti-Semitism. Well, even if it's just saying whether, uh, uh, offering that as an example of Hey guys, these people aren't your friends. Um, a bunch of liberal groups, including um, Catholic, Mormon, Presbyterian, Methodist, uh, so on and so forth, have uh, done a lot of providing aid and comfort to the massive swell of illegal aliens. In every single case, I think that while I understand the urge to take care of people in distress, this is a mistake. We should be making every effort to keep the to get people to go back where they came from. They'll be safer there. They should never have left. In mm -hmm. fact, it is insane to encourage people, especially uh, young girls and young boys, uh, to undertake this incredibly dangerous journey where they will be abused and uh, exploited and then get to the United States where they will be abused and exploited. Mm. Seriously, every single one of these religious organizations needs to make every possible effort to say to people, guys, coming here is a huge mistake. Stay at home. Yep. By the way, though, one mm. of the things that Sorry. we do uh, here, uh, uh, and I hate to be quite so uncool about the, uh, the transition <laughs> is, but we're at the bottom of the hour, Stacy. And one of the things next to your post is a yellow button. Tell the folks about it. Uh, folks, if you would uh, go to theothermccain.com, and I hope you will, of course, uh, but you go to my blog and you will notice near the top of the center column, the yellow button with the word donate on it. 
If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any currency you've got except Russian rubles. Um, you can contribute through PayPal to help support uh, my blog, help support this podcast, and of course, uh, to keep my wife happy because my wife likes it uh, when I make money off of this gig <laughs> and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguash.com. Uh, I don't have a yellow button, but I do have over on the right in the sidebar a tip jar icon. Click on that. It'll take you away to my PayPal account where you can uh, help support Hogwash and the podcast or both or either. Uh, or, or you can shop at the Hogwash store and there's all sorts of great stuff for stocking stuffers there. Or you can use the Amazon links that you'll find uh, around Hogwash and uh the other McCain. Uh, by the way, it's uh, Cyber Monday already, so you can get started on that if you want to. Uh, but regardless of how you choose to uh, support our blogs, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Now, kind of back into, you know, people trying to understand stuff in mm. history. Uh, I had a post up uh, on the 22nd called 60 years ago today. Uh, mm -hmm. My friends and I were sitting in the school cafeteria having a, uh, a talk about how it's weird it was going to be or interesting or whatever to see Barry Goldwater running against Kennedy in the <laughs> 64 election. And I took a break from the conversation, mm -hmm. went over to the counter where they had desserts and I was going to get a cup of ice cream. And the girl at the counter was, you no. Know, she was shushing me as I uh, came up and she turned up the volume on the radio she had in her hand. And the announcer was repeating a news flash from UPI about the president being shot in Dallas. Um, so I walked back over to the table and broke the news to my friends. We went downstairs to a classroom with a TV set and spent mm -hmm. the afternoon watching Walter Cronkite uh, reading uh, mm -hmm. bulletins from Dallas. And um, there was a whole lot of retrospective published uh, in the past week, not as much as the 50th anniversary, but a bunch. And it was really interesting how much of the, how much of the coverage always admits one key fact, Oswald was a commie nutcase. Mm -hmm. But uh, at least I can be thankful that my former congressman is so pleased that young people are taking an interest in social justice. Oh, oh okay. Well, I'm sitting here and it's a minute and 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Washington State and Washington are tied 21 all. And that's what I was uh, looking at instead of following along as I was supposed to be doing with the programming of oh. the podcast. This is, a, this is how I am about football on this day of the week. So, <laughs> so uh, just hold, hold your horses here just a minute. Young uh, people taking an interest. Yes, interest. yes. Young people taking an interest in peace and social justice. Yeah, uh, by burning crap down. Was the headline on a post because it's a direct quote from, as you mentioned, your former congressman, mm. 
Democrat, uh, Maryland Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin. The only thing that Democrats in the legislature have done for me that was <sighs> positive in the last decade was gerrymandering me back out of his district. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Raskin um, uh, was uh, interviewed and what, were we were going to play the Paw Patrol theme again? No, no we, I, we, we already well, got that out of the way. Oh, by the way, I haven't explained why we play the Paw Patrol theme whenever okay. CNN is mentioned. Uh, but just in case someone tuning in for the first time, uh, there have been several occasions where the children's cartoon program Paw Patrol on the Nickelodeon network has actually uh, gotten higher ratings than the primetime programming on CNN. Meanwhile, okay, so uh, uh, Jamie Raskin was on CNN with Jake Tapper and, and Tapper said to him, but I want to ask you about the video this week of the pro-Palestinian protest outside mm. the DNC that turned violent uh, outside Democratic headquarters and where they were chanting from the river to the sea, long live the Intifada. Uh, mm. What do you make of this as a Jewish American, a proud progressive, a Democrat? There's anti-Semitism in the Democratic Party these days. And Raskin's response was basically, uh, there's anti-Semitism everywhere and point the finger at Elon Musk, whom we've already discussed, and even brought, dragged in Kevin McCarthy's name for some reason. But he said, I'm glad that there are young people who are taking an interest in peace and social justice. These were pro-Hamas people rioting outside your party headquarters. What are you talking about? But, yeah, but right. that's how it is. It's a there's a double standard uh, involved, and so and so uh, Raskin, if you recall, was all over the J six committee. Mm -hmm. And it's all in favor of sending Republicans, you know. And was and was one of the prosecutors uh, in the Trump. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Impeachment, and so the, the whole second idea, one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so if you uh, get mixed up in a protest that gets out of hand, um, <clears throat> if you're a Republican, he'll send you to federal prison. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But if you're a, a Democrat, well, well, you're just a young person taking an interest in peace and social uh, justice. Yeah, well, yeah, right. maybe that was maybe that's true at the Democratic headquarters. Unfortunately, if you happen to go to a defense contractor in uh, New Hampshire, <clears throat> oh, get a bit, little bit uh, dicier about how oh, how, wow. how how how. Oh my God! This story, this story from uh, complex uh, this story. Week. Yeah, yeah, story. Oh my goodness. Well, um, there is a company and I'm going to have to get the Elbit Systems. Yep. Elbit Systems is an Israeli owned uh, tech company uh, that does uh, defense contracting. Uh, they do uh, high tech uh, defense work and they have got uh, plants in uh, the United States, including uh, in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and one in uh, New Hampshire. And at the New Hampshire facility uh, this past week, there was a, a protest, <clears throat> protest, <laughs> uh, 
And, and which, no, it was a trespassing and attempted murder. But yeah, yeah, they smashed the windows and got up on the top of the building, poured red paint over the sign, broke out the skylights, and were apparently uh, they had some flares or some other type of incendiary device, and they had padlock they put a bicycle chain lock on the front mm -hmm. door and they were apparently trying to uh burn the place down perhaps with people inside of course they were and and uh one of the people who was arrested uh was named calla walsh calla yep. walsh is 19 years old okay and as a teenager in high school uh, <coughs> She was part of what they called uh, the Markyverse uh, uh, in the 20, I, I'm trying to think, yeah, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Senator Ed Markey was running for re-election, and he was challenged by Joe Kennedy III, that one of the uh, third generation of the uh, uh, Kennedy uh, clan, uh, challenged in the Democratic primary. Well, somehow... Uh, Calla Walsh and her friends got the idea that uh, Ed Markey uh, was some kind of progressive hero. So they got all involved in that. <laughs> and there are pictures of um, uh, Calla Walsh with many Democratic, uh, high profile Democrats, including Senator Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> well, now she's basically a commie. Uh, supporting an Iranian-backed, and, and I, I, when I saw this, this is incredible, something called the Mapping Project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they are mapping the locations of Jews in Massachusetts, okay? They're, they're putting them on an internet map. They're making a list, and they're putting them on a map, okay? And they're doing this. Uh, according to a, a, an article that you can click the link, and I, I'm not making this up, okay? This is, I wish I'm, you I'm were, but them. no. Yeah, but apparently, uh, Calla Walsh supports an organization called the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, which is a terrorist group backed mm -hmm. by the mullahs of Iran. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have an Iranian terrorist group attacking Jews in Massachusetts. But mm -hmm. I suppose that as um, as our uh, friend. Um, uh, uh, Jamie Raskin said, "These are these are just young people who are taking an interest in peace and social justice. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, they turned right. into Nazis. They are uh, Nazis. They're fascists. They well, they just they're, don't. They're too naive to realize it. Uh, well, I, I I will certainly say they're fascists. I don't think they're Nazis. This is a very confused thing mm -hmm. because." Um, the Nazis were national socialists, okay, mm -hmm. as opposed to international socialists. Yes. And I'm not sure, well, maybe the nation that uh, that these people uh, are, are, are allied with or, or show allegiance to is, the, is, is, is Islam or something like that. But, uh, you know, it, 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 is, it is fascist, but I'm not sure it's exactly national socialist. So. Well, it's the whole thing. It, it is weird um, if you think about it. 
But um, one of the things to note about fascism is that it's everything within the state, nothing outside the state. It tends to be aggressive and expansionist. And it does tend to pick a group to persecute, and Jews tend to be their uh, tend to be a bit of a favorite target. Yeah, and well, also, actually, don't forget, not... don't forget that w- with the communists, they also had a for what they called national socialism, and also socialism in one country. Yes. Um, these are these are usually tactics, but they're usually big propaganda campaigns. But it, but it's so. inter- it's interesting. The original fascists uh, were actually uh, quite favorable to the Jews. Uh, Mussolini pretty much left them at alone. first. Well, uh, uh, not until uh, he made German his o- pact with Hitler. Well, actually, no, Once not until did. not until the actual German occupation. Um, mm, no, yeah, uh, you they, might ask Primo Levi about that. Um, oh, sorry, you can't. He's dead. Um, yeah. But uh, you can read his books, and um, he was being—he was off being Jewish resistance well before um, there was a German occupation. Yeah, but anyway, the, 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 you know, the the point is, is that uh, we're still in a situation where we can have this conversation. So far. Uh, so far, well, I mean, a year ago, or, or maybe a, a year and a few more, a few weeks ago, the, the things were pretty much headed in the com- uh, direction where even this might uh, get censored one way or another. Uh, I mean, there's a, been a big difference in the last year uh, on Twitter, and that's one of the reasons why uh, they're so out to get uh, Musk. Uh, Riley Gaines had a uh, had, had a tweet up. This week, uh, uh, where uh, she was challenging Media Matters for saying that uh, she had built her name on Leah Thomas's back, and he was, uh, she responded, "No, uh, <clears throat> he built his uh, name on our backs, the backs of girls and women." Mm-hmm. And you know, he did. she she said, "I'd happily go back to being a dentist tomorrow if, if uh, all, this was all occurred." But I was taught to stand up for justice, uh, and you know that tweet would have gotten her uh, <laughs> suspended, maybe permanently, uh, in the pre-Musk Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and they would have accused her of misgendering uh, Leah Thomas. When Will he's basi- Thomas. When, when Will he's basic- Thomas. Well, well, when he's basically a bully pretending to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, now it ain't perfect, but boy, is X better than uh, what Twitter was? Uh, Got that a, right a, a year ago. Um, so, and we're seeing we're being able to see more and more about what's going on with uh, with more accuracy. But you're still seeing these pockets of censorship, and uh, especially by governments or. Mm. Uh, big uh, tech companies. But for example, um, does anybody know who they arrested for that stabbing in Dublin? Uh, no, Not yet, don't. or at Not least I yet. don't. Not yet. Um, actually, after I posted this, um, um, uh, but uh, I did see something at the Daily Mail, but uh, mm. that's the first <laughs> official, uh, you know, like media source that uh, r- reported one I had heard. Uh, mm. the, the headline, police have not yet named uh, suspect 
in stabbing that sparked Dublin riot. Uh, various uh, sources have have said it was an Algerian immigrant. Or uh, Afghan, but nobody's quite sure at this point. Yes, anyways, the Gardai, which is what they call the Irish police, investigating the stabbing attack on children in Dublin city center, have searched the accommodations of the chief <laughs> suspect in the case. This is British talking. Uh, Accommodation means that it's not a very nice place, by the it, way. Okay, the man's laptop and telephone have been seized for searching as Gardai uh, tried to establish a motive for the attack. The suspect, who is in his late 40s and is a naturalized Irish citizen, has lived in Ireland for about uh, two decades. Uh, about 1.30 p.m. on Thursday, uh, he uh, apparently attacked... Uh, um, there was uh, an attack near a, a grade school? No, it's an aftercare place. Um, the whole idea thing is, is that very small children in Ireland, England, other places, but mostly, but this is an Irish, very much an Irish thing. Um, their parents are still at work, so they go from, from their kindergarten and first grade classes, where they're small kid classes, and they are taken to what's known as an aftercare center. And um, there they have a little snack. They do some singing. They, if there's, play if they have homework, whatever. it's yeah. kind of a play school kind of thing until their parents can come and get them. And uh, um, if this is on Parnell Square East, that's a that that's really central Dublin. Mm. Well, anyway, say um, uh, uh, one girl was stabbed very seriously. Mm. Uh, uh, two others were injured and one adult were injured. Uh, the man himself was injured. Uh, oh, the, the big headlines that I saw uh, were <clears throat> about how this was, uh, the Irish politicians and media were denouncing this as far right. Okay, that the protests uh, in Dublin, the protests, the angry uh, uh, people protesting because of an immigrant stabbing children, now, that's far right. If you are against right. children being stabbed, well, you're some kind of uh, extremist. But by the way, yeah, I, I saw the um, Daily Mail <sighs> has reported that according to their sources, the guy is Algerian and came to, he's 49 years old, came to Ireland, uh, circa 2003. So, so that's, that's, uh, but about as much as anybody knows, but of course, you know, when a case like this comes up, the, the fact that they don't tell you his name and yeah, you can guess what his name is pretty much. Yeah, it's, we can. It's going to be Abdul something. Okay. Or Mohammed or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is, there's no getting around it. The Irish can have the Irish have their own uh, class of yobs, and there's no getting around that. Um, but uh, but there's this I thing called there's this thing called Irish democracy, where uh, oh. the people just don't do what uh, the state says they are supposed to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a known thing. And um, you know, I, I think we're going to see a bit of it now. 
you know, there's no telling what's actually going to happen. There's a fair amount of, of still social cohesion in Ireland, even though they've sort of, they've, even with the last 20 years and um, kind of disestablishing the Catholic Church and, uh, and uh, secularizing marriage and uh, permitting abortion and some of the other things that they've done, uh, I don't know. Um, there's still quite a lot of social cohesion and people take, people in Ireland will take this very badly. Attacking children just really goes over badly with the Irish. It goes over badly with most folks. It does with most people, but here in the U S you know, perfectly well that everybody'd be saying, well, you have to wait, you know, it might be mental illness. Um, you know, uh, it, it might be this, it might be that we'd all be making it. People would, they're not doing that there. They're, they're burning stuff and trying to make it clear that they're mad mm. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Well, anyway, but you know, well, I mean, you know, you're just, if you try to run a society mm. with these kinds of disconnects, it's going to get disconnected, which it will. Yes. Okay. Duh. But I mean, you know, uh, I mean, there's certain things in the world, you know, though we are, we're asking what is truth? Well, truth is what is right. Mm -hmm. I mean, truth, yes. is, truth is two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, things really have to add up, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. Well, do they? Uh, they do. It depends, or at I least it they depends. do here I, in Valdosta. Oh, I thought it depended on who was counting. <laughs> Not, uh, no. Um, okay. Let me tell you, let me, uh, this was kind of fun. Um, originally, I was, I wrote about this twice. I wrote uh, days apart. Um First, I got a I got a text from a friend from a lady, a very very nice lady who uh, runs around frantically trying to recruit people to do things that that are their civic duty, and it's never easy. Um, but um, on November nineteenth, twenty twenty three, I was one of the eight people who composed audit teams. We sat at tables. In, in the Board of Elections office, and we hand-counted ballots from the Valdosta mayoral race. Um, I was originally a, uh, I was originally an alternate, but I already knew that people turn flaky when it's time to show up and do something boring and exacting, like recount a bit more than 5,000 ballots. Um, well, flakiness ensued, and if I hadn't been there and I hadn't dragged my husband along, um, okay. I didn't drag him. He actually volunteered, <laughs> which was really nice of him. <laughs> I heard him to. object. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, my husband came along and, uh, he was a monitor and I was a, a ballot counter. We were not at the same table. He was over two, two, two down from me anyway. So what you have to picture is that there are 16 people up, uh, Hawk-like hovering to watch that you've got two people counting, two people behind the monitoring at each table. And there are four tables. Plus there are three elect three judges um, and the two main candidates. And why did this happen? Because the concerned clergy from for Valdosta, who are, uh, I don't know who they are exactly, but I'm sure they're a bunch of good guys, um, <clears throat> were 
kind of worried because the Valdosta Daily Times has yet to hire somebody who can hire, who can write a coherent English sentence. And there was some weirdness with uh, the aggregate number, how many ballots were cast and um, which didn't agree with the number of, of, of votes. And it was weird. And people were like, what is going on here? The explanation doesn't make sense. You recount those ballots. So we did. Um, and uh, so it was, you know, it was, it was total. Everything is very careful. You know, the intern brings you the box of ballots, sets it in front of you. You verify the seal, the seals on it. Um, and you sign off on that. And you put the Providence paper back in the ballot, back in the uh, pouch for the ballot box. Then the intern snips the seals, takes them, and backs away. He doesn't even open the box. You, the counters, you open the box. You take out your ballots. You one the first person reads, takes the ballot, reads off the name, hands it to you to the other person. The other person also reads off the name nice and clear so everybody can hear and puts it on the proper pile you have little uh sheets of paper for you know this candidate no vote not the right place um write in and the actual candidates and that's you know that's what you do and you we did five boxes um one table had one box with almost three thousand with over three thousand votes in it so you know <laughs> they took all night um and you know uh we'd verify our we'd verify our count against the uh, against the data entry ladies uh count and in out of our five boxes we were off by one vote and she thought that that was probably a misentry from the night of the election so you know we know who the mayor is okay we got it right <laughs> well yeah in spite of the fact that you've got dominion voting machines uh you know um the the thing is dominion voting machines are weren't the problem this time the problem was the reporting software which is a different company and uh, never mind it's all a headache and it's all but at least we know who the mayor is we know who how many votes he got because we counted the bloody things <laughs> yep and and the dutch are about to figure out who their next prime minister is <laughs> They say that's your cue. Oh, okay, okay. We're oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Once again, yes. I, I have I have faded out uh, watching football scores again. Uh, Georgia Tech am I scored have to, first. Just, am I just have to close the lid on your Georgia laptop? Tech? Georgia Tech <laughs> scored first against Georgia, so there may be an upset in the offing. No, uh, no. There are a bunch of, of engineers, and they're wonderful. <laughs> uh, speaking of upset victories, uh, gear view. Uh, 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 scored a big win in the uh, Netherlands elections, and the left has begun freaking out. Uh, uh, the headline at uh, Breitbart was Mega Victory. Anti-mass migration populist Geert Wilders 
uh, wins most seats in Dutch elections. Exit polls show they 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 do a parliament over there, and there's multiple parties, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to uh, bring together a coalition. They haven't mm-hmm. had I, they haven't had a majority government there in three or four decades. Yeah, it's nope. so so they have to. Uh, uh, form a coalition, but uh, his party for freedom, known as the PVB, uh, uh, came away with the most seats uh, in um, in uh, the election uh, this week, uh, this past week. I believe it was Wednesday, wasn't it? Uh, anyways, and mm. so so. Uh, mm. But uh, for readers of my blog, uh, of course, Gear Vielders. Uh, is a familiar personality. I think mm-hmm. somewhere floating around out there is a picture of me with Geert Wilders uh, when he was um, mm. came to CPAC in 2009. The first person I thought of when I saw that Geert Wilders had won uh, was uh, Pamela Geller, uh, who used, whose blog used to be called Atlas Shrugged. Uh, but it's now just PamelaGeller.com. And Pamela Geller, uh, going way back, uh, was going over to Europe and uh, meeting with people who were trying to stop what they call the Islamicization of uh, Europe. And one of these uh, people is Geert Wilders, and he has been fighting this fight. In 2009, she brought him to CPAC. In 2015, uh, she brought him to Texas, Garland, Texas, as a matter of fact, where uh, he was the keynote speaker in her um, uh, event. Uh, everybody uh, draw Mohammed. Everybody draw Mohammed. Oh, my God. Yes. Anyways, which I I actually know the person who started that. I can't call his name. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I watched a speech he made uh, to mm-hmm. the Dutch Parliament. Um, and I, fortunately, it it, it had um, uh, good uh, subtitles. subtitles because mm-hmm. uh, Dutch is close enough uh, to English to for me to be confused by it. <laughs> um, but one of the things that he's proposing is that each uh, uh, government entity, uh, school, things like that. Uh, post a cartoon of Muhammad. <laughs> okay, seri- I mean, it's, that's seriously. It basically, he's talking about uh, people who uh, he's he views Islam not only as a uh, a religion but as a political movement, and it, it, to the extent that there are Islam is the practitioners of Islam in uh, Netherlands who view that uh, above the Dutch constitution, goodbye. Maybe he's talking about getting, uh, expelling people. So, I mean, this is the, this is a serious dude. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Geert Wilders, uh, was, when he spoke in Garland, Texas, the event was attacked by two terrorists uh, inspired mm-hmm. by ISIS. Um uh, and, and people in the comments were saying, yeah, and the FBI helped escort them to the site. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the headlines around there, Associated Press, Dutch election winner Gert Wilders is an anti-Islam firebrand known as the Dutch Donald Trump. Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal, far-right populist 
Geert Wilders scores major victory in Dutch election and the New York Times Dutch election results deliver a turn to the far right. Well, and but see, one of the parties, <laughs> one of the parties that's going to uh, certainly be uh, in the coalition with him is the Farmers Party, which mm -hmm. you know, are, are kind of upset that uh, uh, the government basically says, no, even though this is uh, the Netherlands is the second uh, largest in dollar value uh, exporter of food in the world, we want to shut down your farms. It's like crazy. Yeah, crazy. that's just insane. Well, well, the problem with the Dutch is they're too damn nice. And and one of the things that the left does is 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 try to convince people that that their policies are nice. And so Yeah, but that but the, it, the, that's just still a problem with a lot of them. They're wrong. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's just that it's just that the, you know, these people that think, well, I'm for diversity and tolerance. And well, okay, what does diversity intolerance mean okay when you get down to brass tacks it's a disaster well yes. yeah i mean look what i'm for is civil mm -hmm. rights and you know we have a nice uh, bit of them in our constitution and in the bill of rights uh and uh there was a civil rights victory this week a mm -hmm. three judge panel in the fourth circuit court of appeals struck down maryland's handgun qualification scheme uh Basically, this this happened. This got voted in after Sandy Hook. Uh, anybody mm -hmm. who wants to acquire a handgun by any mm -hmm. means that includes a husband giving one to his wife, that includes mm -hmm. inheriting one from your uh, deceased grandfather, that includes renting one on a range or, or, or buying one. Anybody who's gonna wants to acquire a handgun uh, has to go through a, a, a quality qualification licensing scheme. First, you submit your fingerprints and you take a four hour That's training so course. And, and then you wait 30 days for the background check. And then if the state says you may have a license, you can get a license. And then you and that, all that does is require you then to go through the background check to get a gun to, to buy the gun. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, the US District Court found that the, that license scheme uh, was not constitutional. Um, in Maryland, if you are a law-abiding person, this is quoting the, the court. In Maryland, if you're a law-abiding person who wants a handgun, you must wait up to 30 days for the state to give you its blessing. Until then, there's nothing you can do. The issue is out of your control. Maryland uh, has not shown this regime is consistent with our nation's historical tradition of firearms regulation. There may we build a tradition of prohibiting dangerous people from owning firearms, but under the mm. Second Amendment, mechanisms matter. And Maryland has not pointed to any historical laws that operated by peremptorily depriving all citizens of firearms to keep them out of the dangerous hands. Mm -hmm. Plaintiff's challenge must succeed, and the district court's contrary decision must be reversed. Yay! Yeah, there were two cases consolidated uh, by uh, for that uh, in the Fourth Circuit, and mm -hmm. Maryland shall issue. Uh, it's an organization that was one of the plaintiff appellees, plaintiff appellants, and I am a proud member of Maryland <laughs> Shell Issue. So I'm very pleased about that. But oh my God! The the referees are trying to give the game to Georgia. Good. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> because it annoys you, Stacey. You you don't like. You hate tech. They're your fellow engineers. Yeah, well, my friend. Anyway, actually, but, no, I, actually I, I have several good friends 
actually, uh, my last mm -hmm. real acquaintance at Trek just retired, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what had been an interception was instead ruled an incomplete well, pass. Stacey, Anyways, Stacey, it could be that those referees are out of their minds and, you know, crazy people are dangerous. Yes, they are. And indeed. I, and I, I'm going to talk about uh, an extremely crazy person. And by that, this is somebody who I have looked in the eye and I have seen that there's something else going on there besides reality. Um, <laughs> Brett Kimberlin um, has been trying to get his uh, uh, criminal convictions related to the Speedway bombing set aside. And, it's not going to happen. And, well, no, it, 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 it's, that's pretty much over. In 2021, he figured out that, that he was on a losing track there. So he's filed a lawsuit against uh, the Department of Justice and Merrick mm -hmm. Garland and the ATF and the uh, originally the uh, Indiana State Police, but he had to change that uh, be, uh, to the, the superintendent of the, of the state police and a whole bunch of other people who were part of the conspiracy to so, illegally convict him. Uh, and huh? he, he sued, he sued in for 10 million bucks, uh, huh? uh, money damages for his time in the slammer. Uh -huh. Yeah, right. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, uh, his lawsuit claims that Merrick Garland is depriving him of his civil rights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy, I hate to be on the same side as Merrick Garland. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I think on the basic point is Merrick Garland bad for civil rights. I would, he's, I would agree he, with uh, Brett Kimberlin on well, that. Well, he's, he's, he's sued in his official capacity as the attorney general. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, as of, uh, anyway, he, he, he filed his, uh, his uh, approach. He couldn't get a lawyer. He's filed pro se to uh, get uh, a, uh, a, a writ of certiorari at the Supreme <gasps> Court. And no. <laughs> Friday, Friday was the last day for people to respond. Uh, by Wednesday, almost all the uh, almost all the uh, 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 I guess defendants. Respondents, well, respondents in this case, because it's a petition. Almost all the respondents. Uh, had said, nah, we're filing waivers. We're not going to bother with this unless you uh, uh, make us do it. And so basically, uh, they'll wait a few more days uh, for responses or sort of waivers to come in. And then uh, the either, laughter will begin. Oh, ne either next Wednesday or the, the Wednesday following that, probably, the clerk of court will uh, send it out to the chambers uh, and will eventually get on the conference list. So we, 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 so how long until they laugh him out of court? Well, we'll see. For those who follow, uh, following this and members of the, our, the Lickspittles at, uh, at Hogwash, the calendar for the, uh, break in the break area for the date of, uh, the loss is uh, posted. You can sign up. Okay, Meanwhile, folks. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday night at the usual time. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, for another edition of the uh, other podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Of course. And we'll see you next week, Stacy. All right. We'll see you, folks. Good night, Diana. Good night. Oh,
Mr. Breeze. <laughs> 